Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Hey, welcome to the podcast. We just so care about what you guys think, and we've appreciated all the feedback people have been sending us. Really encouraging, and even the times people disagree when we get those messages. Yeah. So uh, we were just talking about one, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good <laughs> exhortation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so we're uh, excited to just dig in today in the toughest topic we've ever talked about. I think that it's probably the most sensitive topic we will ever talk about. It could be, but it was a burden on our hearts. It has been for over a year now. Actually, for a long time. Yeah. I mean, long before we were doing Courageous Parenting or even the podcast, this is a topic that we have engaged in talking to our children about. Um, One that we were actually worried about one of our kids at one point when I lost Selah and I almost died. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we are going to be talking about... Suicide. Yeah. And the topic is, do Christians who commit suicide go to heaven? We've gotten so many questions about this because uh, there's been things in the public of um, leaders and churches committing suicide, uh, amongst others, and it's really an epidemic. As we looked up the stats on this, mm-hmm. uh, it is tragic what is happening. So you guys, you know, um, first of all, our hearts are hurting for those who have lost someone through suicide. Yeah. Um it's tragic and um it probably touches everybody listening one way or another you know somebody probably that has done this for sure um but i also want to say that um this has been something that we have taught on in the parenting program Mm -hmm. because and this is why we're talking about it in the podcast. This is the Courageous Parenting Podcast. Yeah. So we feel called to rise up and be courageous and talk about the things that are hard to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a topic that parents need to talk to their kids about because it is the second lead, leading cause of death for kids that are ages 10 to 34. So not all kids. Yes. I mean, when we were looking up the states, there was 10 to 24, 15 to 24, 10 to 34. And so we're just grouping them together in that 10 to 34 category. But you guys, it is, it truly is an epidemic. Um, we're going to dig into some of the reasons why maybe that is happening. Um, and this is going to be a two-part series, podcast series, yeah. actually. Because the second one, we have to teach how to talk to your kids about it. We just did this. We felt out of necessity for the third time. Yeah. A family meeting it is, about it. Yeah. We've yeah. had a couple family meetings about it in the past. Um, 
and we did it again. And this one will give you tips on how to talk to your kids for sure, because you kind of have to have this information before the other. That's the right. Next one. And we are going to be digging into about 14 different um, passages of scripture in this podcast, Lord willing to so be praying that we can move through these. Um, I, I don't want to be moving too quickly. This is a sensitive topic, but yeah. these are important scriptures that you are reading with your kids. Um, and, we just felt called to bring to light for yeah. you because I, f- we believe that um, there is not enough biblical conversation ar- surrounding this topic. Yeah. And so... And the reason is, is because you're going to offend somebody if you talk about this, w- whatever you believe about this. Right. So what we, what we want to make sure of is we're just looking at the Bible in biblical truth that is our goal every single episode and to bring forth the biblical truth and also with an eye towards equipping confident christian kids in an uncertain world and the messages that are going out right now publicly from leaders about suicide is incredibly dangerous to kids yeah you get a little fired up because it's a really sensitive thing yeah because it, we're talking about our kids lives not not necessarily our kids lives but yes but it's the kids of the next generation's yeah. lives and it's actually christian kids lives because the leaders are leaders of churches speaking to the generations and um so we have some strong exhortation for people who are leading the flock of god mm-hmm. um and so I hope that you guys know our hearts in this. I want to open up with Psalm 103, verse 8, which is, The Lord is mm. merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding yeah. in mercy. A merciful God. He is a merciful God. And so our, our stance overall yeah. is that we don't have the answers for everything. Right. And... So you may be listening to this podcast, hoping that we just give you a straightforward answer. And we are going to be very careful in that. Yeah. Also in Psalms 34, 17 through 20, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord, excuse me, the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and save such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He guards all his bones. Not one of them is broken. So this is a really important topic, and we want to dive into it. And so the first section of this we want to talk about are the implications of the message, somebody who committed suicide is now in heaven. Giving that in an authoritative Mm -hmm. manner is incredibly dangerous. And so we're going to talk about this, some of its logic, some of its biblical truth, and we're going to go into this. But life gets hard for everyone. It does. And, you know, in addition to what you were sharing about how we're going to talk about practical and biblical, over all of it, you guys, I I just want to reiterate that our heart is what God exhorts all of us as Christians to do, which is in Luke 6, 36, therefore be merciful just as your father is also merciful. Mm -hmm. And so when people are struggling through having lost someone through suicide, we are to be merciful in that. Um, But that, 
being merciful doesn't mean that we compromise biblical truth, Mm -hmm. which is um, what we feel called to bring to you today. Um, So So life gets hard. So when life gets hard, if we are able to control our exit from this world and know we're going to heaven, that's problematic. Heaven is amazing. If you read the scriptures about how amazing heaven is, it is way better than living on earth. And if people really understood how awesome heaven is, which as Christians, we should, Mm -hmm. and we should read what the Bible has to say about it, then who wouldn't do that Right. if they could be in heaven, if they're in a painful situation? Well, and we're going to be taking this to the deeper level that we are really most concerned about, which no one's really talking about, is that if that message is preached to children, Mm -hmm. how are they then receiving it? If it's easy to just, you know, when you're getting bullied or when life seems too hard, because we all know, think back to when you were nine years old and 10 years old, okay? Um, Everything seems bigger. Everything seems bigger than it really is. And it literally seems like your world is ending. Like you can't possibly show your face at school. You can't possibly, you know, there's a million things, but it's even worse today than it was when we were kids because there's social media bullying that's happening. People are like making photo images of other kids in junior high that are um, not appropriate and then posting them online and embarrassing them, even if it's not them. And there's all kinds of horrendous things that Mm -hmm. are happening that put children in a position where they would rather not continue. Yeah. And that is totally of the enemy. Yeah. Of the devil. And And how many kids think their parents don't understand them and that nobody knows them and they feel alone and all of these things. And if they believe there's a heaven and they can get there in that deep, dark place, um, it's challenging. Like, because we want to be teaching our kids that heaven is a place that we want to be. Yeah. And that it's teaching them about what the Bible says about heaven, you know, and they kids, you guys know kids, they have tons of questions about heaven. So, so, so if a a leader out there, it's made public that a pastor kills himself and it's made public that they're going to heaven. Then when people read that, they go, wow, pastors know the Bible inside and out. Pastors are closest to God. That's a thought people sometimes have. Not necessarily true, but but it's a thought, thought. especially from young people. Right. And so if he can't hack it, how can I? I mean, the the truth is, is when leaders fall, many other people will fall after them. That's the truth of what happens. Like when leaders get divorced, people who've been ministered to by them, oftentimes struggle to think they can continue on in their marriage. Yeah. And so this is just a reality. That's why we'll, we'll be talking about this later on, but the Bible warns leaders to be very careful. Absolutely. About what they're teaching. Psalm 139.16 says, Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me, mm-hmm. when as yet there were none of them. So every day has mm-hmm. been written ahead of time by God, that we're alive. Our days were numbered. Our days were numbered. And so we don't get to number our days. God has already numbered our days. And I hope that this is, you know, Psalm 139 is such a great scripture verse to memorize with your kids. There's a recommendation 
um, for them to understand and know that God knows them. He knew them before they were created. He has a purpose for their life. Yeah. Um, and that he's watching over them. All of those. This is just such a great passage of scripture to be memorizing with your kids. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, it's this is a tough conversation, but there is real depression. There is real mm-hmm. mental illness. Mm-hmm. We're not discounting that at all. No. There are people yeah. have real problems. And we've known people with real problems. Yeah. And so it is, um, and at some point, almost everybody has the has had the thought of suicide. Just think of your own life. And maybe it's not every single person listening, but there's probably a good portion of you have had those thoughts before. Or, or if not the thoughts of suicide, possibly the thoughts of like, what's the point? Or hopelessness right? Loneliness can oftentimes lead to hopelessness, mm-hmm. um, purposelessness, yeah. right? Living yeah. without purpose is a dangerous place for anyone to be. Um, but to, to believe, here, here's the thing that's starting to happen, is that I have depression. It's something imposed on me that I have and can't get out of. And God's not powerful enough to take it from me. So this this is an actually an important conversation. We're not going to dig into depression a lot in this podcast, um, but depression can be looked at as a um, it's a symptom mm-hmm. of many issues that need to be dealt with, whether it be physical, emotional, spiritual, or a combination of all three, or a combination of two, mm-hmm. and. Um, if you struggle with depression, we want to urge you to go and get help. You absolutely you, should get help. You absolutely need to get help. Um, and I would recommend that when you're getting help to be seen a Christian counselor, um, but also be open to, to the reality that it might be one of those three things or all three, and you really need to seek out help for all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that a lot of Christians, especially, there's this like shame that comes with admitting that you have depression or a shame that comes with struggling with or those sin things. in your life or things. Right. Yeah. And I would say that for the Christian, God's word has a lot of help. God can heal us, but mm-hmm. sometimes he allows us to walk through those hard, dark times, depressed times even, yeah. for for a purpose, actually. Refining it's us. It's refining us. It makes we are weak, and in our weakness, he can be strong when we are choosing to lean into him. Yeah. It is a testing. It, it can be um, a time that once you come out on the other side of it, you can then serve other people um, and comfort others with the mm-hmm. comfort that you once received, as we'll read in Second Corinthians. And I, I just think that there is, there is a position that Christians need to take regarding the powerful statement that you said a minute ago, which is, "Can God heal this?" Mm-hmm. Because when, when someone takes their life and they were depressed the message that is sent to the rest of the Christian world is that God couldn't heal me. That yeah, is, it can be. That, it, that can be one of the messages that, or or I is too intense, I can't go on, right? Mm-hmm. And we need to be really careful um, 
because there are little ears and little eyes watching and what messages are they taking in as they're processing all of this. I want to take a moment and give you something for free, if you haven't got it already, is the Date Night One Sheet. It is a beautiful document you can download that will have some key questions on it for your date night to just get in alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Um, also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, It's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. You can find out more at CourageousParenting.com. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. So let's say a father commits suicide and everybody's saying he's in heaven now. What is gonna happen to the kids when they hit hard times and they really looked up to their father? And they miss him. And And they they miss him and they wanna see him. do they just think that they can, oh, I can just go see my my dad. And by the way, that happens. That definitely happens where multiple yeah, family members um, yes. do this because they want to see each other. Uh, they There's a, this certainty given to them that so-and-so is in heaven. And if they can't hack it, how can I? And can I just say that, guys, remember that we have an enemy. We're going to talk about this too. Yeah. But we have an enemy and he we know that he is the father of lies and he's out to steal <laughs> kill and destroy that is who he is Mm -hmm. at his core and there is an attack on christians because we are a threat to his work yeah right and he is our enemy and there are darts and flaming arrows that come at christians and so we have to be aware that he is going to try and deceive god's people into honestly he wants us all dead Let's just say it. Doesn't Satan want us all dead? Yeah, absolutely. And he definitely wants any young children that are being raised Christian or are going to become Christian. He wants he wants all all kids dead. That's Satan. Yeah. He really does. Let's just say it. And so if that is true, and we are saying something that actually helps his agenda, that's not from God. Right. And so we need to be careful what we're teaching and how we're teaching things and recognize that we are in everything we say and believe and proclaim, we are teaching all people who are watching. And it's not, a Christian's life is not 
meant to be easy. In fact, Paul says the opposite over and over again, that there's going to be challenges and so mm-hmm. forth. And sometimes the challenges we're experiencing are to sanctify us. Yes, I, I mean, can think of the major challenges we've experienced, which mm-hmm. frankly, you know, people have entered their lives over things like things we've experienced in the past. Like and, when your business went under. I mean, how many men do you there's read no about? There's no finances to support a family of six and complete devastation. I mean, we were a family of nine at the time when your business went under and what kind of uh provision pressure does a man have on him to not only did we lose everything but we were one point we were like one and a half million dollars in debt Mm -hmm. and to to be losing everything and selling everything Mm -hmm. that we have to pay for things humbling humbling but god is a great god and we need to keep the faith. Uh, I think we have Second Corinthians 1, one 3, three through, through 5 on this, it, which yes. is sanctification. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our tribulation that we mm-hmm. may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Mm-hmm. And this is, guys, this is if you continue reading on, I would just encourage you to go and visit Second Corinthians chapter one and read that whole first chapter. It is basically the purpose behind suffering mm-hmm. or trials or tribulations. It's one of the purposes. If we know that we are being prepared to be able to do the work of that's going to be like the Great Commission work where we're able to be comforting other people, it brings a different perspective to what we're walking through in the moment. And what I mean by that, like for mm-hmm. me personally, one of the hardest times I ever experienced in my life was when we lost Sela and when she died. Mm -hmm. And of course I almost died, although I didn't really like, I knew I was going to be in heaven. So I wasn't worried about myself. It was looking like you were going to die. Yeah, it was tough. That was really tough. But for me, because it was me, it was like, I was willing to die for my child to live. Right. But she had already died. And, um, it was really hard, but I remember, I'm sorry, um, I remember thinking that what I'm going through, I will now be able to help other women who mm. suffer the same thing. And mm. that gave me such great purpose mm. to get through that trial. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I mean, this was two years ago. Yeah. And I'm still like, a mom never forgets. Right. And... Loss is loss, regardless of how it happens. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of women who suffer loss struggle with the postpartum depression that comes after a miscarriage. And they have thoughts of committing suicide Mm. then. And there is a need for awareness and a sympathy and a compassion for people who are going through loss Yeah, because they are in a dark valley, the valley of death. Yeah, And one of the things that oftentimes was talked about in our home fellowship that I just so appreciated Mm. that, that prepared me for that was that growth happens in the valley. It doesn't happen on the mountaintop. Totally true. And so when we were walking through one valley after another because we lost the business, we almost lost our house that same month. I lo- we lost Selah. I almost said, like it was one thing after that. It was like a Job season. Yeah. 
Maybe add seven or eight more things on there. Yeah, yeah, there was a ton of things that hit us hard. But because we were both climbing towards Christ, we grew mm-hmm. closer together. Praise God for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and our family grew closer together. But it was hard. It was hard. And but it was but there was purpose in that we knew that we would be able to serve other people. At least for me, I knew that I would be able to. So let's go into this next section here, which is there is a real battle. You alluded to a little bit. There's spiritual warfare happening. The enemy doesn't want people to be alive, doesn't want people to succeed in sharing the gospel and to being a light and to uh, being an example. You know, there is a real battle. Ephesians yeah. 6, 11 through 18 says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, humans to humans, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand stand therefore having girded your waist with truth we got to know the truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness i mean when i think of the breastplate of righteousness i think what is that breastplate guarding yeah, what is it protecting the heart it's protecting the organs the heart yeah. and the bible also says that our hearts Above all else, our hearts can be deceived. And how mm-hmm. often do we want to believe things because our hearts want to believe them, mm-hmm. right? And and that may not actually be truth. Yeah, don't and, trust your heart. And so what trust we need biblical to, truth. Well, what we need to do is the Bible actually says, seek the Lord your God with your whole heart, mind, mm-hmm. soul, and strength. And it's when we have all of those, like we are yeah. physically laboring in mm-hmm. the word so that our minds are being renewed, so that our hearts are yearning after God, so that our eyes are focused on Him and not on our circumstances and not on other people. It's when we are able to align all of those things yeah. that we are guarding ourselves. And the truth, too, is is sometimes we can be believing things that aren't true, and the enemy can influence your mind. But you have to be in a weaker place. You have to be uh, you may not even realize it, but allowing that to happen because we don't have the armor of God on. Right. We're not walking strong. And so we need to ro- walk strong so we know what the truth actually is and we can disregard things that are not true. Okay. Mm-hmm. So stand therefore, I've girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That's cool. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. So the wicked one is throwing darts at us. Like that, that's just proven. I mean, obviously. Yeah. God's saying this is what's happening. And first Peter talks about how our enemy is like a roaring lion looking to whom he may devour. Yeah. You know? And take the helmet of salvation, a helmet protecting our mind against the whispers of the enemy. Right. Because he's the father of lies. Yeah. And he can tempt us to believe lies, right? The world people can make judgments upon us oh yeah and the sword of the spirit we have to be in the word we have to be in the word so we can use it it's not so this is the thing you guys like when it comes down to these big theological issues we can't allow our opinions our heart our feelings our whatever our judgments to cloud biblical truth 
Yeah. Because God's truth is merciful. It is. Actually, and it is good and it, it is. is clean and it is sufficient and it's inerrant. It's Yeah. So we just we have to be really careful. You have to be super careful about this and you should uh read that scripture, you should teach it to your kids and you should be praying having the full armor of God on you and your family. This is really important. There is a spiritual battle. Too many Christians aren't really aware that there's a battle going on, aren't aware of how kids are being tormented in their sleep by the enemy. Um, right. And all kinds of things. You just call it night terrors. And, and when in reality, it's called spiritual warfare. It's a spiritual warfare. Yeah. They, the enemy does not want your kids to be believers. He does not even want them to live. No. So, I mean, he's trying to kill babies while they're in the womb still, you guys. So if your child is being raised in a Christian home, you need to know you have a big target on your back and so do your kids. Second Corinthians 10, mm -hmm. 4 and 5 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, mm -hmm. casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So there are high things trying to exalt themselves against the word of God. Yeah. Actually, that's what this is saying. Yeah. And it's saying that there are things, there's warfare. He calls it, there are weapons yeah. for our warfare, our warfare. Okay. Casting down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity, captivity to the obedience Obedience. of christ amen we have to hold our thoughts captive we have to be have a disciplined mind if we let our mind just wander wherever it goes it will gravitate towards some of the weirdest things isn't that true it will and it's not it's so it's a few things it's our thoughts because yeah. we can be our worst enemy yeah right amen how many of critical. us are critical of ourselves hello that's like human nature yeah but then there's what other people say, or we think other people are saying. We need to take those thoughts captive also. Yeah. And then there's any temptation or whispers or lies from the devil that he might be tempting us with. Yeah. Whether it be like seeing something on social media and then we're comparing or we read a meme or we watch a video or something and we think, oh, that is me. Let That's me, a lie. Let me just tell you something. Did God make you to be less than somebody else? No. If we viewed ourselves to the level of how God viewed us through Jesus, true. through what Jesus did on the cross, we would think well of ourselves, not with a haughty spirit, not lacking humility, but we would have a confidence that we are saints. The Bible says we're saints. And that we have the power to actually use the armor of God yeah. and walk confident, confidently because we are armored with the Holy Spirit's whole armor. Yeah. I mean, come on. And we have his power in us when we become Christians. And we need to teach that kind of, we need to teach our kids about this because yeah. they need to be waging, they're in a war. They are. They are actually in a war. We have to teach them how to pray. We have to teach them how to pray yeah. without ceasing yeah. and to battle. Yeah. Right? But part of this is that I think parents are scared to scare their kids with the idea of spiritual battle, but so, yet so they're many, letting them watch movies that are scarier than So, that. so many kids launch from the home not understanding there's a spiritual battle. There's the spiritual realm. They're the heavenly realms. When it, the Bible talks about the heavenly realms, it's not just heaven. It's the different realms where the devil's act, activating and yes. where 
God's activating you, those are the realms. And so it's really important to understand that enemy is whispering to your kids, whispering to you lies. If we're not putting the helmet of salvation on, if we're not in the word, if we're not walking strong, if we're believing lies about ourselves and one lie after another over a long period of time, the the enemy is is in it for a long time game i mean parent- it doesn't affect him he doesn't get he doesn't get tired like and it, that we do. interesting question i had as we we're putting this together is why would the enemy want you to kill yourself if you were going to heaven yeah it's just an interesting question oh, that's so, a good question just something to think about um as we go through this so let's go into the next one here let's talk about the biblical truth um uh, that we have gone through here And the first one is your body is not yours. First Corinthians 3, 16 through 17 says, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. So our body is not ours. It's God's. And it's important that we understand that. We cannot just end it from working. No. And I think that it's important that we recognize that our lives are not our own. I mean, this is talking about our body not being our own. But when I became a Christian, I I knew that it was about my life wasn't about me anymore. Mm-hmm. It was actually just very small. <laughs> Yeah. In in comparison to all that God was doing and working out for his greater purposes. Mm-hmm. That yes, God would have died just for me, but that's not the whole story. Like a lot yeah. of churches preach that that if you you were the only one on earth, God would have died on the cross for you. Jesus would have mm-hmm. died for you. And that is true, mm-hmm. but that's not the whole story. He actually died for all. He did. Actually. For all. For all. And when you realize that he died for all of us. And you get to be in his family mm-hmm. and that you're a member of a body and that you're called to the Great Commission. You see that there's this grander mm-hmm. purpose mm-hmm. that really is not about you. And that when you're called, you know, when I was in high school, we had those bracelets that were WWJD. What would Jesus do? Yeah. And how many times did I have to ask myself if I want to be more like Christ? Yeah. Which is what we all should be striving for. Yep then I need to be thinking less about me and more about living for him. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's really hard. And so again, sometimes you can't get out of it. Your kids can't get out of it. You need to know about that though and ask deep questions. And we'll talk in the next episode more about that. But there is a national suicide prevention line that someone can call to get help. Uh, it's 1-800-273-8255. It's also in the show notes at CourageousParenting.com under podcast mm-hmm. with all the scriptures and everything. But I highly encourage uh, people to get help immediately if they're feeling those thoughts. And um, So we're going to also read here from 1 John 3.15 because one of the other biblical truths is do not murder. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is the fifth commandment, thou yeah. shalt not kill, Yeah. right? Which is in Exodus 20, I believe it's verse 13. Sure. Um, but 
do not murder is also in the New Testament, real big shocker, many different places. But in 1 John 3.15, it says, whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. So it's really, really dangerous for someone to have the notion that I can get to heaven if I kill myself, or life's too hard here, and I'll go to heaven anyways. And so, well, what you're talking about is suicide, but we're talking about murder. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you saying they're the same thing? Well, yeah. Murder, suicide is killing a human being. It just happens to be you. Yeah. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. So, you know, as when it says thou shalt not kill, it doesn't say in the first person, second person, or third person. It's saying thou shalt not kill. Right. Period. Right. And so God is meaning that of all three, you know, first tense, second tense, third tense, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Murder is murder. And I think that it's really important that we we reconcile that in our minds and that that is actually something that we teach our kids. Yeah, super um, important. So Isaac, do you want to read from the next one? Yeah, because, you know, the, it's heaven regardless of what you do is a popular belief out there that you're going to heaven no matter what you do. Once you have salvation, the miraculous works of God, nothing we could do to receive the gift of salvation, except it does take faith, you know, to accept God. Uh, so there's something we're doing there, but the salvation part God's doing. And the, there is a popular belief out there that, hey, no matter what you do, you can live like hell while you're on earth and you're going to heaven. No matter what you do, you're going to heaven. And that's not, if you take all the scriptures and, you know, really read them, that's not really. About abiding in him, bearing yeah, fruit, it's not, faith and works. Running the race, yes. finishing the race. There's a uh, lot out there. Don't, you know, don't have a seared conscience. Yes, Here's sure. what happens to people over time, lacking belief. So we're going to go in John 10, 28 through 29. And I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. This is a scripture used for that rather popular belief that there's nothing I could do um, to fall away from God or to lose my salvation. And I would really ask you to reread that scripture because it, what it doesn't say is that you can't walk away. It what says it, no one can snatch you away. Right. Which is different than free will and making a choice to walk away, which we know actually happens because in God's word, it also says that if you deny him, he will deny you before the father. Right. Yeah. And so that means he wouldn't be saying that if it hadn't happened. So we can't before. be cherry pickers of scripture. No, they we all have to take go it together. all together. Obviously, in the short podcast, we can't go through all of them. We're going through more than usual. But um, that is one that is, um, you know, adopting that belief that. Yes, hey, we wanted to share that with you because um, it is one of the strongest passages of scripture that a lot of people. But how beautiful to. that the enemy can't snatch us away. Yes. And that and is that awesome. Is, that we are, actually a scripture we, you want to memorize. I mean, you want yeah. to memorize as much scripture as you can with your kids, but this can bring them a lot of comfort when they are learning about spiritual warfare. But if we don't have the armor of God on for long periods of time, we let the enemy whisper to us. We start believing lies. Mm-hmm. We start to have a seared conscience even, and we can lose our salvation, right. which I'm not saying everybody that commits suicide has lost their salvation no. at that point. There's, I and believe, we don't know. And we don't know. We don't know. So the the point that we're trying to make here overall is that people who are in authority need to be careful with declaring if someone is going to heaven 
or not. Yeah, how could right? somebody like, say that somebody judgment. that commits suicide is for sure in heaven? How can you make that statement uh, with all these scriptures? It just doesn't make sense. And it's incredibly dangerous. It is reckless. And it'll cause people to commit suicide. Actually, it could cause it could cause people to commit suicide. I just want to bring a few things up here, you guys. The the CDC and um, a few other places yeah. say that suicide is the second leading cause of death for kids ages 10 to young adult, 24, like we were talking about. Um, but listen to this staggering statistic. 800,000 suicides happen worldwide in one year. That's one every 40 seconds. This is a really big deal. This is an epidemic. Yeah. And aside from that, in our nation, there's an average of over 3,041 attempts by young people in grades 9 to 12. Mm-hmm. Right? So it, this is the thing. Out of attempts, so this is, there's one, for every one attempt or every suicide there is, there's 25 more attempts mm-hmm. for every one. Mm-hmm. So if there are 800,000 suicides in a year, Every 40 seconds, think of times that times by 25. 25, and that's how many attempts of suicide there is. That is insane. The devil is having a field day. Which also tells you that a lot of people that attempt it um, uh, decide not to. Like, you know, there's certain ways people do it that where they can shift gears even though they hurt themselves. And so um, there's something there, too, that, mm-hmm. you know, we... You know, that's not a natural thing that people should want to do. It's yeah. there's the enemy is involved in in twisting people's minds, and um, and that's dangerous. So uh, the next point under biblical truth is endure to the end. Mm-hmm. It says in many places to finish the race, endure to the end. Don't lose your faith. Run These the guys race. Run the race. In Matthew ten twenty one through twenty two, we're going to read to you. Now, brother, will deliver up brother to death. Oh, that sounds horrible. And a father, his child, delivering up a child to be killed? Crazy. And children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. We read this scripture because this is talking about treacherous times, difficult situations, bad things happening. Mm-hmm. And it's saying, but he who endures to the end will be saved. So this is really clear that we need to endure. We need to not short circuit our lives Even on purpose. Even in the most awful circumstances. The yeah. most, that's the most horrific circumstances you can imagine is families being torn apart like that and thrown, like basically just saying, oh yeah, they're a Christian, go ahead and kill them or yeah. whatever. I mean, that's terrible. So there's more biblical truth, but that is uh, quite a bit. And the next section is we should... We should never say people are going to heaven when they commit suicide. We should not say that in certain ways. And we should definitely have mercy at and the same time. It is a, and to some people, it may seem like almost like a paradox to be able to do both. Mm-hmm. But in reality, this is just one of those things where you, all you can know for sure is what the Bible teaches. Yeah. And if, Someone is standing up from the pulpit preaching their opinion. You need to be really careful because that's not necessarily God's word. And so we actually don't know for sure. We only know the scriptures we're reading to you and the other ones we've read. And it leans towards 
not the case that people that kill themselves uh, are going to heaven. That's that's what it leans mm. towards, but we don't know for sure. And God is a merciful God. And there's different situations, right? Somebody could have taken pills and then, uh, you know, repented because they haven't died yet. And, you know, God has mercy on different situations and God's a loving God. We know that, but he's a just God at the same time. And and so we're not here saying we know we've You're cracked the code. Anyone. We know exactly no. what's going on here, no. but we do know the danger in authoritatively saying people are in heaven that have killed themselves that are because Christians. yeah and our biggest concern you guys is for these next generations like how do children take that you know do they just like automatically think well oh my life's too hard i just want to i can just die and go to heaven heaven's a great place we should all want to go there mm. right and yeah we should all be desiring to be in heaven with jesus someday that he would you can come back i'm always like lord jesus come back <laughs> We see example but, after example in the Bible of people dealing with terrible situations, but and enduring, enduring, yes. and and being examples, and it, God an, redeeming it. And yes, and here's another one in Second Timothy four seven. It says, "I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith." Mm. And guys, that is our message to all of you, mm -hmm. to those of you who have suffered the loss. Maybe you have had a family member who's committed suicide. Fight the good fight. Finish your race. Mm -hmm. Keep the faith. And teach this to your kids when when times are hard for them. Remind them yeah. to finish the race, to fight the good fight. In the next episode next week, we're going to talk more about specifically how to talk to your kids, how to have that conversation, yeah. whether individually or with a group of your kids as we have done mm -hmm. and give you insights on that. And we'll have a healthy discussion on it. And um, yeah, what do you got here? Well, I just wanted to, we were going to finish with sharing um, an exhortation for all of those who are in yeah. leadership from James three, one, it says, my brethren, let not many of you become teachers knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment for we all stumble in many things. And if anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man able also to bridle the whole body. And then in a different part of the Bible in Mark and Matthew. So Mark 942 says, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. And that is cross-referenced with Matthew 18, six. God and cares about the children. He, he cares about all of us, but you mm -hmm. guys, if you're out there and you are preaching something indefinitely, you'd better know that it is biblical truth and no opinion added in it. Yeah. And it's okay for you as a parent yeah. and as a pastor to say, you know what? I don't know. It's it, actually very humble of you to say, what I do know is here. Let's go find out together. And perhaps we just need to be in deeper fellowship with other people with our kids. We need to ask deep questions. We need, not, we need to not keep things at the surface level. We need to not be fearful of getting into people's lives or making things uncomfortable. You know what love is? Love isn't just the touchy-feely warm stuff, although that's super important. I like hugs, you know, but it's also truth-telling. It's delivering the truth in a way people are willing to receive it uh, in truth they don't want to hear. It's having relationship with people to where you can ask the deep mm -hmm. questions, where there's accountability, where uh, 
someone feels safe uh, to have open dialogue about their difficult situations and you can pray through it. And, and you know, who right now do you need to reach out to? Do you really know where your kids are at right now? Do you know what they're right. thinking right now? Great leaders always knows what's in the minds and hearts of their people, John Maxwell says. Do you, you're the leader of your family. Do you know what's in the hearts and minds of your kids? Do you really know? And if you can't definitively say yes to that because you've asked deep questions over a period of time and really investigated and, and, and there's trust and open relationship with them where they feel comfortable telling you the truth because they really know you want to know. A lot of times we ask questions and we don't really want to know and people just say a surface answer because they know you don't really want to know and you move on and you prove them right. Let's let's prove people that we want to know deep questions, that we're going to spend the time and ask yeah. three questions deep and these kinds of things. Super, super important. Really important tip for you. Yeah, I, I think that's really great. I, I also think that um, being willing to talk about the scary issues, because I'm just going to be honest, I don't know if I would have had the courage actually to talk to our kids about suicide if it wasn't for you leading that charge and going, no, this is something that is happening. And we have to talk about it. And it can be like there for me, I wanted to preserve an innocence in my kids. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want that to like stir the thoughts in them. We just don't live in the fifties anymore. So, but the reality is, is that they either know somebody who's committed suicide Mm -hmm. or they're going to in the next 10 years. And so if we don't develop that open conversation with our kids, um, you know, and it may not be when they're, I'm not talking about when they're necessarily really little, but it's important that we are talking about it because if they're on social media, they're probably seeing people falling and committing suicide and they're seeing the things on social media right now and they're getting confused themselves. Yeah. And so this is, it's just like the topic of sex. You need to be the expert and the first person to have the conversation with your kids. So even if you disagree with us, at least we got you into the scriptures and hopefully you get into even more that we didn't list here and you develop a conviction for where you stand on this. And, and you teach your kids. And you teach you your talk kids. talk to your kids. That is our heart and our goal is that you talk to your kids because just the thought of the enemy winning mm. a whole generation of kids dying mm-hmm. because of suicide, yeah. that really... It breaks my heart. It breaks God's heart. It doesn't matter about my own. Let's not be prideful and think, oh, my kids are okay. It's not going to happen to my kids. Don't be prideful. Let's humble ourselves. Yeah. Let's be in the spirit and let's ask deep questions and truly care for the individuals around us, including our kids. All right, you guys. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.